Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Wim Lou, speaking to you after Toronto Raptors. Wow. I mean, they destroyed the Milwaukee Bucks. Thoroughly outplayed them all four quarters, start to finish. The only saving grace for the Bucks is that, like, they got a bunch of free throws that they didn't deserve. Like, the free throw disparity at the end of the game. Um, I, yeah, this is so on brand. The Raptors watched them, and I got to talk about free throws. 38-14. to 14. Uh, But, yeah, Raptors win this game 130 to 111. Now, I know all that griping that we've done on the show, you know, looking up the stats, the half-court numbers look like this, the having scored 100 points in regulation. I mean, 130 against the Milwaukee Bucks. How about that? And I get it. We had Eric Name on the show today from The Athletic. He discussed so much of the Bucks' transition and what that looks like right now and what the new team, what the new coach, you know, um, and the fact that they're struggling on defense. And you can see it today. They were definitely struggling on defense. This is a team that you know, in the past, I knew exactly what the Bucks wanted to do defensively. They wanted to protect the paint. They wanted to play big. They weren't coming off of corner shooters. They were living with contested pull-up threes, um, and they were rebounding the ball like crazy. This version of the Bucks, I don't know what they're trying to do. They're trying to full-court press. They're trying to play some zone. They're trying to trap. They're trying to play small ball. They're taking Brook Lopez off the floor and playing him 17 minutes. Like, come on. That's a guy who finished second in defensive player of the year voting. We're taking him off the floor for defense now? So they have lots of defensive issues, you know, and, and whatever. Like, I'm, I'm actually happy to catch the Bucks at this time. But when you look at the Raptors, like, this is just all credit to them, man. From start to finish, you saw the focus coming out of the gate. Um, you saw the fact that the Raptors were starting unit was moving the ball well, cutting the ball well. And you, I mean, just the, the attempts that the Raptors took today, just beautiful, beautiful shots. The Raptors had 35 assists, uh, shot 56% from the field, uh, 40% from three. And uh, even made their free throws. Uh, they didn't get a lot of free throws when this refereeing crew. I mean, it's not like when Giannis walks in the lane and, and elbows OG in the face. That's that's somehow free throws for for Giannis. Uh, and then he takes 25 seconds to shoot the free throw before bricking it. But like, you know, okay. But even still, the Raptors shot 13 or 14 from the foul line. So just an excellent effort, a focused effort across the board. And that was started with the first unit, which, you know, look, listen, the starting unit has not been an issue. The starting unit has been playing great. Guys are playing, you know, really, really well in sync. And, um, you know, sometimes you might think about the shot distribution looks a little strange. Dennis has the ball a lot. Pascal doesn't have it as much. Scotty has it like this. Jakob is not being used right. OG sometimes, you know, cuts up, whatever. Like, put all that aside, the starting unit has been perfectly fine. Been really good, actually. Where the issues have been is when some of the secondary players come in. And for the Raptors today, the secondary players came in and played awesome. You got to give it up to them. I mean, for me, for my money, uh, Malachi Flynn, 19 minutes. And he was a minus two. And you look across the box score and you might say, well, that, that doesn't look good. I'm telling you, Malachi Flynn pl- played a phenomenal game based on what you need from Malachi Flynn. I, I said, we made a joke earlier in the week on the show that, like, you know, I was describing essentially what Malachi wanted uh, or what I wanted from Malachi. And, and Alex made the comment. I was like, so you basically want him to be Matthew Del Vadova. And I said, I'd be thrilled if he turned into Matthew Del Vadova. It's kind of what he did today. Came in, set the floor, didn't play, didn't take any shots out of turn. Um, made a whole bunch of steals, help rotations. I got the Raptors uh, running in the break, and obviously the Raptors were phenomenal in the break today. No missed opportunity. I can't even think of one missed opportunity for the Raptors in the fast break today. Even Gary was making fast break layups. So, you know, Malachi played his role really well, but he fit in well with the starters. Um, you know, a couple other guys came in. You know, I thought Chris had a really nice first shift. Um, and, yeah, you know, for me, it was obviously the big surprise here was Otto Porter Jr., was getting some run, and, you know, um, he only got 15 minutes, but it felt like a really impactful 15 minutes. Knocked down a corner three. Won a rebound over Giannis? Like, hello? 
Otto Porter winning rebounds over Giannis, but he actually is a pretty good rebounder. Always been that way his whole career. Um, yeah, you know, even him coming in and immediately cashing a corner three and just being smart and solid. Like, you know, it's the first opportunity obviously went to Jaden McDaniels. He played consistently in preseason. We barely saw Otto in preseason until I believe the last game. Uh, and then we haven't seen him this year, right? Four games, he's been sitting on the bench. And part of me, I was wondering, like, are they just sort of waiting until he sort of catches up to full fitness? But also, maybe you wait just to give the younger guy a little bit of a chance, see what he can do. Obviously, McDaniels has a higher ceiling. But in terms of floor, Otto really knows what he's doing. And, you know, when you get to a point where it's like, okay, the bench is really struggling. What do you do? You know, you still want to go deep in the bench. Well, fine. Go to somebody you know can play. And Otto, when healthy, can play. That's all we've ever said is that he's not on the floor much. But when he's on the floor, he knows what he's doing. So they came in and really sustained that effort. But honestly, like, it's just... It was just great effort all around by the Raptors. You know, OG sacrificing his body time and time and time and time again against Giannis, even though he's getting just completely hosed by the officials. No respect shown at all to the defender. I'm sorry. I know Giannis is an MVP two-time, but like OG and OB is an amazing defender, just named to the all-defensive team. And if he's in legal guarding position, if he's standing in front and they're having a battle and it's physical, I'm sorry, but you you can't just give every call to Giannis. That's disgusting to me. Right. And I salute OG for the way he played today. Sacrificed his body, got on the break, got a couple of dunks, knocked down one three, seven of seven from the field overall. Didn't take any shots out of turn. Um, only had one play where he was trying to create off the dribble and lost the, lost the ball. And even on that play, shots to Malachi. Malachi actually sprinted back for a help, uh, for, for a surprise double and actually won the ball. So, you know, OG kind of played exactly what you wanted to do. I mean, look, look at what Giannis had today. Look at what the run and dunk man did 16 points. Four rebounds, two assists, a steal, three turnovers, six and nine from the foul line, which took him 25 minutes to shoot. By the way, uh, I know the Raptors have that promotion in the fourth quarter, pizza, pizza. Uh, if any opposing player misses a uh, foul shot, um, the whole arena gets free pizza. Giannis makes sure to feed the whole community tonight. So give it up to Giannis, making sure to feed the whole group. Of course, afterwards, uh, you know, Brickman99 also came in and also made sure to feed them a second time as well with some more of his missed free throws off an undeserved uh, three-point foul that was given to Dennis Schroeder for closing out. Uh, you know, they reviewed it just to make sure, hey, can we get more free throws for the Bucks? But actually, no, they, you know, it actually was just a bad, it was just actually just a bad call, but they had to uphold it. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, like OG guarding Giannis. Giannis had like three points at halftime, like maybe. And one of those was like, oh, he spun and Giannis and OG was there and like nothing. And of course, it just, it's not just one guy, right? There's help. I thought Yak played an amazing game. Yak started this game beautifully. And this is a Yak Caproto. I've been waiting to see this season. Um, the energy around the basket, the uh, the size, the consistent activity. You know, he's not skying for blocks, but he's seven feet and he's got nimble foot. Like, come over, block shots, run the break, you know, pick and roll game, you know, giving the ball at the elbow as an outlet, letting other guys cut around the ball. You know, that was great. But, you know, it's a team effort. Even Grady Dick, salute to the rookie, right? His help rotations have been really good in terms of he's on time. He's beating the, 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 the offense to the spot. Today, he takes a charge on Giannis. Beautiful stuff, right? Sacrificing his body and, and taking that punishment, but more importantly, making the read to know where to be at that right time because that wasn't his man, but he slid over, I think, from the corner and got that call. And it was even good technique on the charge because it wasn't he was sliding his feet to get to that spot, kind of like the little cha-cha slide. He actually did a jump stop in the lane to make sure he set his feet and so that when he landed, he was instantly in position. So boom, Giannis charges into him as he does 85 times a game. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, knocks him over and, and that's a, you know, correct call. Um, Adrian Griffin, rookie coach 
says, oh, I got to back my guy here. I'm going to challenge. And then they go to the whistle and they look at the review and they're like, actually, no. We just saw a rookie make a great read against a two-time MVP. So great effort all around. And when the Raptors got stops, they ran. They ran it at these Bucks. The Bucks in transition defense in previous years were amazing. Always really good transition defensive team. Today, the amount of times the Raptors got dunks, got layups. Like, I, I honestly, I, I think the entire starting five got at least two transition buckets. That includes Yaka Pirtle. I think Yak even got transition buckets and ones and stuff. Scotty going hard to the basket. Pascal going hard to the basket. OG getting back-to-back dunks. You know, Dennis, you know, with his speed, my goodness, Dennis was phenomenal tonight. And we talk about Dennis, too. It's not just the offense where he had 24 points and 11 assists and, and, and two really great appearances on the Raptor show in the last two weeks. So make sure you listen to that. Shameless plug. But, no, it was also the defense. The energy that this man expended covering Damian Lillard. Like, man, Dame had his back turned for, like, half the play. It looked like a great six. It looked like a grade eight dance. The way Dame was just bubbling up on Schroeder the whole game, like Dennis was just on him, man, the whole time. Could he, even even one time when Dame got a lucky three point foul call, um, where Dave, Dennis was closing out hard to him. Like Dennis was in rotation, closed out from the other wing, cut Damian Lillard off, and Dame jumped into him. He got the foul call as as he did all game. But like that's great effort from Dennis, man. Dennis limiting him to nine foul shot attempts, climbing over every screen, denying him. And of course, like, you know, the Raptors did have some times where, you know, they had to uh, show us some help. And that was a bit of the scheme was to sort of blitz some Damian Lillard pick and rolls. But either the Bucks wasn't even that coordinated or it was just such a good job by Dennis to avoid letting Dame use that screen that, yeah, the Raptors like just consistently were up on him. Dame had four buckets. Like, we're talking about, we played Dame Lillard and Giannis Adenokounmpo, two guys who averaged 30 points per game last season, over 30, and they combined today for 31. And that's with them mostly getting free throws. Like, both guys getting, you know, seven and nine free throws attempts each, even though they didn't deserve any of them. Like, just just a really, really great job defensively by OG and Dennis. What a luxury. But, you know, great help as well on the back line. And I think offensively, to me, it's not even just like, you know, you run the offense, but you got to run the offense with some purpose. You got to run the offense with um, the intention and, and with actual pace to the play. Like, I think sometimes you look at the same play, but you, as, a, as, as a coach, as a player, when they review the tape, they can see that like, it's not the play's fault. It's that we didn't run it hard enough. We didn't cut with the right angle. We didn't really play with that kind of right intensity. You saw the, the actions today. The Raptors did a really great job of executing. And the Bucks, you know, listen, the Bucks, especially now that they're not coached by Mike Budenholzer, um, and by the way, this game would have been amazing if it was uh, Herbie announcing Mike Budenholzer, uh, Dennis Schroeder, and uh, and Jakob Pertl in the same game. I think he might have set a Guinness World Record for tongue rolls. But, like, you know, it, it, this is not Mike Budenholzer's team anymore. You're not expecting one really, really solid style of play defensively that's going to make it really difficult for you to score and very few adjustments. It's total opposite. You don't know what kind of base defense this team even has that has looks anything that's reliable. Um, they don't really have the point of attack defenders that make you stress. Like it's like Malik Beasley's their go-to wing defender, and the the way Pascal just got around him with ease, the way Scotty got around him with ease, the way Dennis Schroeder got around him with ease. Like I'm sorry, that's your go-to wing defender. Nasty business. But what you see from them is okay. We're gonna full court press. We're gonna play a triangle on two. We're gonna play a, a you know um, I guess they didn't really get box of ones in too much, but uh, definitely a lot of two three zone. Um, and, you know, how do the Raptors adapt to that? They played some small balls. Well, they took Brooke Lopez off the floor for defense, which, like, that's coaching backwards because Brooke Lopez is one of the best defenders in the league, bar none, 
when he plays drop coverage, and you're decided my coverage and wanting to not play drop coverage is so important that I'm going to take one of the best defenders off the floor. Well, thank you, Coach Griffin, for letting us do that because the Raptors were able to get to the rim way more than I've ever seen the Raptors ever go to the rim against the Bucs. But I think it's too, it's just the execution, right? The Raptors immediately recognizing, oh, the Bucs are going to a zone, right? Third quarter was probably the only time it maybe even got a little bit like, okay, you know, like they hit some threes, Crowder hit back-to-back threes, um, and like Beasley hit a couple of threes, and the Raptors uh, were going against the Milwaukee zone, and, and they weren't necessarily getting too many crisp the, the possessions. But then, I mean, as soon as that happened, the Raptors started playing some great defense, and even though they didn't necessarily counter the zone, they were able to really come in and... Uh, you know, uh, you know, take back control of the game. You know, Dennis had a mid-range against the zone. Great screen, got into mid-range, pull up, wide open, knocked it down. Then Dennis with a steal. Uh, I think Beasley and uh, um, Dame were trying to run a, you know, I don't know, triple handoff or something. Miscommunication. Uh, ball slips free. Dennis steals the ball and while spinning, throws the ball up ahead. Like he literally stole the ball, then spun in one motion, threw it ahead, and that led to an OG dunk. And another play where the Raptors get another steal. Or this time, Yak blocks Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton trying to drive off the dribble against Yaka Pertle. And this is how you know Chris Middleton is not there physically. Or at least maybe not the same as he was. Because Chris Middleton off the dribble against Yaka Pertle. And I, I gotta say, Yak has size. He has nimble feet. I just said that earlier. But come on. What Chris used to do as an all-star? You know, as a championship, you know, finishing piece, whatever. Um, him trying to take Yak to the rim. And Yak just swatted him easily. Kept the ball inbounds. Raptors push. I think it was Scotty to Pascal in the middle of the floor, spins out of a double team in the middle of the floor, then hits it ahead to OG for another dunk. Like, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful work. And I got to say, like, it, it was up and down the roster. That's what's impressive to me. This is a true team win. Everybody can feel really, really proud of it. Everybody came in and contributed. I'm, I'm really happy that, you know, Otto has been coming into the lineup. I just pray that he stays healthy because he can really do a couple of things. Like, you know, he, he's out there, like, he blocked a shot out there as well you know his rebounding is pretty impressive like it's just it's just good stuff man Chris Boucher hit a spin turn back short fadeaway jumper like you know Scotty beasting I mean Scotty's been awesome to start the season awesome and his energy has been great you know what I love my favorite thing about Scotty right now every game he blocks a three and it's not even just he blocks a three you notice when you watch it back he like if he has if he's late to a closeout or he's rotating to a closeout he'll yell and then jump it close. Like, he'll yell at them first as if that's, like, the first closeout and the second closeout is him blocking. But either he's timing it so well or he's giving so much effort because he's blocking one of these every game. And you know how impressive that is? Three-point blocks are really, really rare. I mean, it wouldn't be on the Raptors because we have some of the best three-point blockers in the league. And OG, you know, Chris Boucher is awesome at those. You don't see them anymore, but he is really awesome at those. Um, you know, Pascal's done it, too, in the past. But, like, Man, the way Scotty's able to just, like, every single game, you go back and watch. He has a block at the three-point line every single game. His rebound has been awesome. Five offensive rebounds. The Bucks going small. Scotty going big. In fact, Scotty going so big in this game. One-on-one against Giannis. In, you know, I think, I don't even know if it was in transition, but Giannis got onto Scotty, and Scotty's driving downhill, and Scotty puts a shoulder into Giannis. Giannis stumbles, and Scotty extends for the finger roll as Giannis is on the floor, like, you telling me you just played bully ball against Giannis Adenokounmpo? Like, that is, that's special. How many players in the league can do something like that, right? And, and go back and watch that play. I mean, that was, I mean, <laughs> that was awesome. But again, like, everybody contributed in their own way, right? And, and I'm so happy that 
you know, guys are able to come in and just play their role. And this was this still wasn't the best game that you could see the Raptors play. And I know, I know that sounds kind of ridiculous because they scored 130 against a championship contender and won easily and led by double digits the whole entire game. But like Gary, 0 for 5 from 3, I don't know. He has some great looks, just couldn't knock them down. Grady Dick, 1 of 8 from 3, you know. I would say, honestly, and I said this in a previous episode, but even just watching him warm up in practices and stuff, you know, um, the shot isn't necessarily as consistent. It's a little bit of a slingshot. Obviously, he can he can shoot. We just saw it a couple games ago. I'm not saying he can't shoot. It doesn't really matter the form. But even when you watch him on the Noah board, the shots is a little bit inconsistent on the numbers. But at the same time, we know he's a better shooter than one of eight. You got wide, wide open back-to-back threes. All great looks. Couldn't knock those down. But there's actually room to improve from this, you know? But, I mean, at the same time, like, the starting group played as close to a flawless game as you can. I mean, Pascal with back-to-back threes in the fourth quarter to sort of pull away there, um, you know, going strong to the basket and one spinning, you know, all that kind of regular stuff that you see from him that's phenomenal. Jakob, you know, the the, the rebounding, you know, I, and again, the, just the post play to give him the ball a couple times in the post. I know it's, like, not necessarily the sexiest thing, but it does allow the rest of the offense to work. Like, it, that's how other guys get off ball and the cutting starts to move. You know, and and yes, Jakob will come play the pick and roll game with Dennis. That's always an option, and we we saw it a fair bit tonight as well. Um, but like you know, there's other things that he can do that really really helps uh, grow, you know smooth the gears um, on offense. And then defensively, I loved his energy today. That was up to that was up to just up to him. Like he needed to have a big defensive game, and he really did it today. You know, him blocking shots at the basket obviously is a huge thing. Even him coming over to the contest and and not even getting anything in the box score. But forcing Giannis to shoot over top of his length, not easy. So Jack Caputo is like a legit seven-footer. And then Dennis, I mean, I again, I, I'm not just saying this because he's on the show and uh, whatever, but like he's he's been awesome. 24 points in 29 minutes, 9 of 13 from the field. Um, you know, knocked down back-to-back threes, both from Pascal kickouts in the uh, third quarter there to really help the Raptors. 11 assists, including nine in the first half. I mean, he's top five in the NBA in assists. Dennis Schroeder had coming like I mean again we listened to the interview that we did and he's coming on every week by the way so you know we'll have lots of times to to talk about everything but like I'm watching the replay right now yeah he had one play where he drove to the basket and went up for the shot fake and threw it behind his head to Yak who was trailing the play and finished it like there's a sauciness to his game man he's confident you know he's he's doing the he's hitting the freeze everybody on the bench is hitting the freeze like it's it's it, it's bringing this element of calm to the group and and it's like. You know, you you hear him in the interview that we did uh, on after, that was after the Portland loss. Man, I was panicking. You know, everybody was upset. That was not, not a game that they should have lost. You know, they looked super down post game as well. But the next day, they're in practice. Their spirits are high. And we talked to Dennis, and he's like, "Look, we know we're better than this, and we're going to correct it." And what does he come out and do? He does this. So, I'm just I'm just so impressed. Guys can contribute in their own way. Malachi coming in and the rebounding, the box outs, like. You know, like, I, you know, in the booth here when we're watching, it's, it's up here. It's like in the, the the 590 booth. It's me, it's Savannah, it's JR, it's Alex, and it's Liban today, right? And Alex says from the start, you know, this is going to be a win. I mean, he sat down on the show, too, when we did the, our predictions for this game. And, um, you know, when Malachi came in, we're like, okay, you know, like, we got off to a great start, but can the, can the bench really hold up here? And we started just counting Malachi positive contributions. This not, it doesn't have to be anything other than just a positive contribution. And it was like we're counting box like, like the box outs right away. A couple big defensive rebounds, you know, you know, dig down for a steal here. You know, make the right play, hit ahead to I think Grady got a three off of it. Like 
And it just started to spiral. And it was like really, really good things that he was doing. And it, again, it's not like he was overdoing it on offense. He didn't have to create too many advantages. But I mean, defensively, this is this is a real big prototype of what we want to see from the one mistake he made was in the fourth quarter where he tried to go one on one against somebody and he picked them and Malachi fell over and the guy broke out for a dunk. But I, I liked seeing his teammates. Like I think Otto Porter literally came over and picked him up off the floor because he was having that great of a game and and seeing on all on the broadcast, um, Malachi coming to the bench after the Bucks called like their umpteen timeout, um, you know. I think, yeah, Malachi hit the corner, passed it to Pascal in the corner for three in the fourth quarter. That really clinched it. And Darko just coming over and giving him a little hug and giving him that sort of, like, encouragement. Like, I think he needs it, man. I know I know he doesn't have the confidence. To me, he doesn't look like a confident player, but there's ways he can contribute. And tonight, if he gave me two points, three steals, four assists, three rebounds every single game in 19 minutes, I'll be thrilled. I Honestly, I would be thrilled. I really would be. So, salute to Malachi. Salute to... Garrett, I think even 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 Gary did a couple of good things. You know, a little up fake in the lane, got the defender up, finished around the basket. Just a little bit smarter finishing around the hoop today, right? In transition, going up with two hands for the layup. I mean, I know it's so simple sometimes, but like, damn, it makes it look difficult, right? We've seen him blow multiple transition opportunities. Him making those, like, uh, great team win. Really, really great team win. So I, mean, I feel like I'm at the point where I'm close to repeating myself. But uh, I, I will say that... Uh, yeah, for this group, like their defense can be really special. And that's what really got them going tonight. 18 for Milwaukee in the first quarter. I mean, the way they guarded against Giannis and, and against um, Dame was was so good. To be honest, it was strange watching the Bucs too, because I know there's a, definitely a fascination with them. So I will talk about them a little bit. How many plays did you see Dame run a pick and roll with Giannis? You know, like, it, listen, if you, were to, if you were to load up 2K with any casual fan, You'd be like, oh, I want to pick the Bucks, and I want to play pick and roll with Damon Giannis, and I'll throw some lobs, or also I'll hit some pull up threes, or you know they're gonna to have to draw a third defender, and I'm gonna hit it to the corner for another three, like that should be most of the game, and I and I know that when we had this conversation with Eric Name on the podcast earlier today, he explained well, it's like, well, we know that that's gonna work, but we want to work on the things that you know doesn't work so that we can get better. Okay, I hear that to some degree. Maybe you do that when you're up. But when you're down, and you're down the whole game, you're telling me that there's not that much Dame Giannis pick and rolls? Like, first off, they're not even on the floor together all that much, oddly. Like, obviously, they're on the floor in the starting group. They finish quarters like that. Um, but, like, in between, they, they stagger those two stars, which makes sense to some degree. Like, you do want to carry those groups. But there's no interactive play. Like, I actually don't remember a single Dame Giannis play. Like, I remember lots of Jakob uh, Dennis plays. I remember lots of Scotty with Jakob plays. I remember Scotty with Pascal plays. Pascal with OG plays. Like, synergy like within all those guys. You're telling me you have two 30-point scores and not they're not playing together? Like, they're not physically playing together. Like, they're not running pick and rolls together. I don't know how the Raptors would have handled that, right? Because you had Dennis on uh, Dame and you had Scotty on Giannis um, or OG on Giannis. Would you have switched that? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. But then again, you got a real issue because then you got Dennis on uh, Giannis. You probably have to scram out of that. You know, in that mismatch, in, in that sort of um, temporary period where you have, you know, Dennis scrambling out of that Giannis situation, maybe, you know, you make an open pass somewhere. But at least you create advantages. I don't know what they're doing. Chris Middleton, I know he's ramping up, um, but all he does is sort of stall the offense and, and hit some, you know, tough fadeaways. I mean, he's got great touch on those. Don't get me wrong, man. He, he's really, really great at those. But is he defending much for you? Not really. Brooke Lopez playing 17 minutes? Like, I, mean, I know he wasn't doing anything. Like, all he does is just stand at a three-point line and chuck. Like, 
You know, I, like, yeah, I know he can make those out there. I'm sure the percentages are okay, but it's, honestly, he is just so hit or miss. Every time I see Brooke Lopez, I'm remembering of the Eastern Conference Finals when the Raptors playing the Bucks, obviously. And there's this infamous video of Raptor fans, like, booing Brooke Lopez on a warm-up. And they're just like, you are horrible. I think a lot of fans might remember that video. If you haven't, you should look it up. But that's what I see every time I see Brooke Lopez. He's just chucking these 30-foot threes. And, yeah, sometimes he hits them. But he was not effective today, and the way they're playing defense is not really playing to his strengths at all. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so I don't know. I was really confused by the Bucks. The rotation looked like nobody really came off the bench again. The spark the closest to that was, was, was Jay Crowder. Like, come on, man. We're talking about Jay Crowder in 2023. Like, it's just, yeah, I mean, I know the Bucks are way better than this. Don't get me wrong. Like, in future instances when the Raptors play the Bucks, I still feel like I would pick the Bucks just because of their talent alone. But if you don't use your talent in the right way, if you don't put your defensive player of the year candidate in the in, in the game, or if you take him out for defense, which is nuts to me, or you know, if you are you got Giannis and Dame and you don't play them together in interactive plays, then maybe I don't maybe I don't pick the Bucks because you know you need some better sense as a head coach. And I, I know games like this, where you know, coming off of a game where you also have, you know, Dame who had six points, it's like these don't these things don't happen in a vacuum. Like you know, and, and people will start to get a little antsy and question, like, "Hey, what are we doing all this for? Like, are we are we playing this weird style just to just to go somewhere? Is this on the path to somewhere, or is this actually the wrong thing to do?" And you don't want to make all these veteran players who are all win now, all in for the championship, do something that, that they don't really believe in, because that's how that's how you that's a real disorder, and that's how you lose some sort of uh, patience with the coach. But listen, speaking of coach, Adrian Griffin uh, got a nice little uh, tribute. From the Raptors, uh, and you know, rightfully so. I mean, he's been here for a long time. Um, I, I, I like Griff. I'm happy for him. Uh, and you know, it's interesting because after the game, and whatever, the Raptors won this game. So, big difference uh, between when they won this game versus when they lost against the Sixers. But you notice at the end of the, the Raptors game against the Sixers, wasn't nobody coming over to hugging Nick. You know, wasn't anything like that, right? Guys just went down the tunnel. We saw a lot of people come over and hug Griff. And uh, so I, I am happy for Griff. Like, I really am happy. I hope he figures it out. This is a beautiful opportunity to be thrust into. A difficult one, for sure, with expectations. But, you know, still a good one nonetheless. It's a, it's a great problem to have. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see how they, how they go. But on the Raptors side, though, I'm just, I'm just really, really proud of this group. So um, I don't even know if this is a slander pod or not. I don't think the Raptors are they're under 500, so we shouldn't be slandering nobody. We got to continue to work. We got to bottle this. We got to get on a flight as quickly as possible, get to Philadelphia and you know, hopefully do something better against Philly because Philly just, you know, cooked us with ease last time. But you play with this type of intention, you play with this type of execution, this team can be really good. Like, I, I know that, you know, we get up and down on this group all the time. It's, it's because they play up and down. When they play to their potential, and this is a game of their potential, you know, like, you should feel really good. Like, there is a lot of talent here that makes sense together. And I know that it overlaps, but sometimes more of a good thing is more of a good thing, you know? And I felt that way today, watching Pascal, OG, Scotty work in tandem. And then, yeah, Dennis and Jakob, you know, just a nice little, like, pick-and-roll game in the middle of all of that. That felt like last year they didn't have that. You know, they didn't have a backbone to fall onto. Their backbone last year was, like, a one-on-one play, which could work to some degree, but we don't really got guys like that. So, great game. Your three stars from tonight's performance. <sighs> Man, hard to pick, honestly. If I had to go first, third star... No, first star will go with, uh, man, I don't know. Probably go with Scotty again. Honestly, just for Bonnie and Giannis alone. Like, yeah, Scotty's going to get my first star. 21 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, 2 blocks. Uh, 8 of 16 from the field. 4 of 6 from 3, by the way. I mean, 
hello, Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam just hit nine combined threes together. I mean, I, I know this is not going to be the norm, um, but damn, that's impressive. Uh, but yeah, Scott, I think Scotty's got my first star every single game. Um, it's 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 been like that. He's been the Raptors' best player, and and I said it on the show uh, earlier today. But I was interested to see who Giannis would be covering because to me that would say who's the star. And it was he was actually covering Scotty, not Pascal. In the years past, he would cover Pascal, no doubt. So uh, that's no shade against Pascal though. Who's gonna get my second star here? Twenty six points, six rebounds, seven assists. Did such a great job of cutting, moving within the offense. 9 of 13 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3. Obviously, everything's going to look better when he hits threes. It's the same thing with Scotty. But I thought today, like, the cutting, the movement, even just him bringing organization to the offense of being like, you know what? This is my opportunity to attack. I'm just going to go. No hesitation. No thinking about, hey, what's the next move here? Flow into this DHO because the point five says this and that. No, just what's the advantage? And I'm going to go. Right? And, and uh, you know, I thought he did an amazing job with that. And then a couple threes, obviously, late was great to see. Um, the ability to play in transition, you know, all of it was really good. Your third star, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, you give it to OG. I thought OG did a really good job. Obviously, he had the hardest defensive assignment. But I think for me, I'd probably give it to Dennis. Um, 24 points, four rebounds, 11 assists, a steal. I think he also had a harder time uncovering Dame. Um, but 9 of 13 from the field, 2 of 4 from, from 3. I, I like Dennis's ability to just, like, get downhill occasionally, you know? And he, he it feels like he can do it more often, but he doesn't need to force it. Um, and when he does force it, it does seem like, obviously, he's shooting a low percentage, as with anybody when they force it. But, like, yeah, Dennis, man, a couple times just getting downhill and, and sliding in for that layup or, like, you know, the little mid-range pull-up or the, the assist, I mean, the passing, him. I got, I'm telling you, man, he's got a variety of passes. Even just look at his assist to Jakobrito alone in the last couple of games. We got a wrap around against around a defender, wraps the pass around to get to the Jakob. We got the little bounce pass between the legs. We've seen that a lot, right? He talked about it. He was like, "That's one of my signature passes right now," right? We had today. We got a drive in, throw up over his shoulder to Jakob trailing the play. You know, we saw him like shovel pass. You know, like it's it's a variety, a, a clever variety. Uh, and he's working really well. But honestly, you can give it to Jakob. I thought Jakob was awesome on this one. Part of me wanted to give it to Malachi, too. But, you know, we can't have everything. So, your Gerald Henderson award winner. Um, hard to pick on the Buck side. Uh, you know, a number of sort of, like, you know, poor performances from Milwaukee. But if I had to pick, I'd probably go with, uh, uh, probably go with the crew chief uh, from the officiating crew on this side. I, I just want to make sure I have the name correctly. You know, it's, it's important to, to, to sort of have all the details correct in my reporting. Uh, the referees from this game, Josh Tiven. That's right. I've seen him on the on the on the screen many times. Um, but an incredible effort by Josh Tiven, JB DeRosa, Tyler Murkovich. Um, yeah, just a really, really great job by them, man. Like if it wasn't for the fact that Milwaukee shot every free throw on every drive for 38 free throws in a game where they played like ass, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, who knows what this game could have been. You know, they might have had a half court offense looking like the Raptors the last four games, but you know, this is what happens early in the season, though. You have some ups and downs, and this is clearly an up. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Please continue to rate, review, subscribe. We're still soliciting feedback. Let us know what you think of the show, what we can do, what kind of segments we want to do, how you feel about the vibe, the tone, the flow. You know, you know. I think we're really getting into it. We're week three now. we got tons of guests. Um, and, you know, it's just we love to hear the feedback. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Rate, review, subscribe. And uh, hopefully they do this again against Philadelphia. 